And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Miss Kasia Redding. Kasia, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Doing pretty good. How was your previous week? It was pretty long, I would say, preparing for finals. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. So for the people at home, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Kasia Redding. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. I am a current law, law school student, I'm sorry, at Southern University Law Center. And I'm in my second year, so. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Thank you for sharing all those. So I wanted to talk with you a little bit today about like, you know, as you mentioned beforehand, being originally in Chicago, um, from Chicago, but like, You've lived in like a lot of different places. So like, do you mind kind of giving a little bit of overview of all the places you've had lived? Yes. So I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. I moved out of the city, I want to say at like 18, immediately after graduating high school. And I moved to Tougaloo, Mississippi, where I studied at Tougaloo College, Economics and Mass Communication. And I was in... Jackson to Glue is kind of like, you know, the same city, but I was there for about six years. And after I graduated college, I moved to Houston, Texas. I was there for about a year and then I accepted um, a better job in Panama City Beach, Florida. And I was there for a year and a half, I want to say. And I moved to Baton Rouge in 2020 and I've been here for two years now. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to talk about that journey a little bit as far as like, you know, graduating from high school and then leaving the home house to go to to college. And like most of us never turning back. Right. Like that was kind of like your last time being at home in Chicago. You know, obviously you visited things of that nature, but, you know, that first step of being on your own to go to college and just. Um, step away from like your childhood home. What was that kind of like as far as being the first time away from home for you? It was very scary. I had family in Mississippi, but they were like hours away. Um, I was young. It was maybe like my first time being on an airplane. Like, I've been like when I was younger, but like in those teenage years, because I flew down by myself. And um, I was just really scared, but I feel like moving to the South, it was definitely a lot of, the South is nice, you know, they're sweet. It's so many great people, not to say it's not any in Chicago, but I feel like the culture is different. Like in Chicago, we are a little more cautious of our surroundings and kind of harder to interact with but when I moved to the south literally everybody was speaking every time they saw you hey how you doing how you doing you know so just getting accustomed to that because when I first moved down to Mississippi I was like why do they keep speaking to me every time they see me but I kind of just got accustomed to um doing that and I've ran into a lot of great people and I feel like the transition was smooth because I moved to like a school versus just like a city and I had no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get that. And so like, kind of want to talk about that a little bit as far as just like, 
um, that kind of culture shock, if you will, going from like living in the city where, you know, you have your community and, but like everybody kind of stays to themselves, right? Because the culture of a city is much different than like uh, being in the South and like the different kind of small towns that exist in there. It's like, as opposed to a community that consists of your families and friends or your block, your community can be a, an entire town. And so anybody that comes in and comes out, like they, it's bringing them into that community. And so like going to Tougaloo, what was that like for you as far as um, transitioning into that culture of what Tougaloo was compared to um, Chicago? The culture was very welcoming and I could appreciate that being so far from home and missing certain holidays, like, you know, of course the bigger holidays, I would go back home, but I stayed in Mississippi for like Thanksgiving and the first holidays that I had to stay at school because because the turnaround time was just so quick, it, it didn't make sense to go home. It was, you know, it made me sad. I had a lot of emotions. It was the first time I was away from family. And like I said, I was really young, but you have, I've met, I met friends who were like, you know, come to my family's house or I would like drive the distance to see the families that I did have in Mississippi. So that was pretty cool. But meeting people just through different organizations or when I started working, meeting coworkers, and just building that community and that accountability close that I kind of had at home. So it began to form as like a home away from home. Yeah. So in forming that kind of home away from home, like were you intentional about it in the sense where like you wanted to make your home, like you said, away from home to be exactly like it? Or did you want it to be a little bit different since you were in a new space and then even like just going through just who you were as a person compared to like in college where you're getting all these different experiences, meeting all these different kind of people, you're essentially transforming and like growing into your own self. And so like, I wonder if like the community that you started to build while you were in Mississippi, if it looked anything different, different or if it was similar to what you had in Chicago? I would say it, it was completely different because um, in Mississippi and being at school, you're around people who are in school with you. They're educated. You know, they're having the same experiences you're having, like preparing for finals or just the hustle and bustle of being a student. And they could relate to like those hard times and those celebrations because they too were experiencing the same thing versus like at home their life and those friends and family it looked completely different mm -hmm. so i definitely kept them apart and not intentionally but i just feel like it's, you just grow a closer bond when you're going through something and that person is going through the exact same thing versus like you're calling back home you're like oh i had you know a lot of homework to do but the, per the person on the other end of the phone is like you know i just got off work so it's just a different experience but i cherish um the separate worlds i guess you can say yeah so like did you have a lot of friends that you communicated with from back home that like you know chose to not go into to go to college and like go and begin that start into the workforce yes and they have been very supportive like even up until this moment um and it, it, it looked different, but like, like I said, our conversations were um, of different things, 
but they have always been supportive on my journey. And I have a lot of friends back at home and that I gained along the journey. And um, I would say it's been very beneficial. And I'm just a relationship type of person. I'm a great friend. So I keep great company around me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have friends that I still talk to that I went to like kindergarten and daycare with. So that's just, I think that's just like my personality. Yeah, no, I love that. Especially like when you talk about just the whole support and like, um, it's kind of like you're building a, a bigger community everywhere you kind of go, right? Like um, moving from obviously from home and like obviously you have all the people that you know there, but then you move into a new space, you need to build that bigger family. So it's like as you grow as a as an individual, it's kind of like your whole community grows as well, would you say? Absolutely, because the things that I've experienced, I always share it with my friends and family back home and I, I, it'll be something small like a new meal because like moving to the south I gained like 25 pounds the food was different you know it would be like oh I tried this kind of meal and they're like oh let me you know try to make that at home or I have to try it and I honestly think just me sharing my experiences inspired them to like let me go travel more let me get outside of Chicago and see what's out there yeah so like whenever you did graduate from college like did you spend some time in mississippi afterwards or did you like decide to like my stint in mississippi has ended and so now i'm gonna move on and go into different places it it was definitely my stint has ended um <laughs> maybe a few weeks after graduation i moved to houston it was very quick i just felt like that chapter had closed for me mm -hmm. and i didn't want to get and this may be a bad word, but I just didn't want to get stuck, you know, get stuck there. And I just wanted to like, and not get comfortable. So I was like, it's just time to turn the page, a new chapter. Yeah, no, that makes a little, that makes a lot of sense. And so like, um, to talk about like that life after college, I know you talked about like, you lived in two separate places in the course of two years, right? Like you lived in Texas and you lived in Florida and you know, obviously the the reasons as you mentioned beforehand had to do with your job but like were there other reasons as far as why you chose texas um compared to literally all of the other 48 states that you could have went to or even going back home i had visited texas and i just was like i felt like it was a good mixture of the city which was where i was from but the hospitality of the south i felt like it was a great mix and i didn't want to go back home because i just was like I feel like it's something more out there. You know, it's still some things that I want to experience some different cities and be not being from Mississippi. It was actually easy to trans, you know, transition to another state because it was just like, I was in Mississippi for school. And when school ended, it was easy to pick up and go. Like I didn't have any family or other obligations that, you know, made me stay there. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit because that's a key point. Like you mentioned earlier that you didn't want to necessarily get stuck. And I think that there's a whole mindset thing and not one, not wanting to get stuck, but then two, recognizing when these opportunities come, right? Like your one chapter was closing and then a whole nother chapter was beginning. Like that whole like life after college where we're supposed to be real adults, right? Like unless you go into... Like, even when you go into graduate school, you kind of get to 
you get a little dip your toes in both ends of the water of being an adult and still being in school. But like when you go straight into that workforce, like you have to make the decision where it's like, okay, cool. Everything that I've kind of gotten used to and started building here, I'm realizing that this is kind of like a not a real world in a sense. Like college is this kind of microcosm of an environment that has been created for me to be around people who are going through the same things that I am. Like they're either moved away from home or like may even be from that area. But because we're having similar experiences, we can all relate to each other compared to like, um, you know, life after college where you're open more so to the entire world. So like, that's kind of like a really scary experience. And so I'm curious as far as you to say, I don't want to get stuck, but like I'm willing to leave that comfort of what I've built to go into a whole new territory. Right. Um, as far as the stuck being stuck, you know, like, so I was done with school. And if I was to stay in Mississippi, um, let's just say like I started dating someone and starting a family and just having those ties to like that location, because I, I feel like in the South, people are more, I don't want to say family oriented, but it's like a big deal. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you run into so many people, I guess I want to get settled in. I want to have my wife. I want to buy this piece of land and do this. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just was like trying a new chapter and trying a new city. It was very much so scary, but I feel like I would have had some regret wondering like what my life could have been if I stepped out on faith and, you know, tr explore a little bit. It's kind of like writing your like writing your own narrative like you you knew graduating from high school that there's obviously more out there than the city of Chicago and like coming to Mississippi and getting embraced in that southern culture you're like oh I really like this but there's still more out there so like I'm curious what is the narrative that you're trying to write for Kasia like what does that look like to you? no limits no no um yeah no limits like I don't want to ever live my life being complacent um I'm very adventurous I always want to see like what's next what's more and I don't know why but like now that I've moved so many different places it kind of scares me to like be in one place for like past five to ten years you know what i mean mm -hmm. so uh what is the word is it like a notepad nomad someone oh. who's always just like yeah like traveling a no yeah nomad that's, that's me <laughs> <laughs> i feel that so like to get back to this nomadic lifestyle that you have let's talk about your time in texas what was that like for you you know you're out of college now you're starting your first big person job like uh, what were you doing out there and like what was kind of like the life that you were trying to build out there um, for that work-life balance? I feel like moving to Texas was definitely the hardest transition out of all the states that I've lived in 
because when I moved to Mississippi, it was the safety net of school, like, you know, with tuition, room and board, all those things. It was like, you're safe. You know, it's not like I'm paying rent or doing the adult things. So I definitely experienced those growing pains um, transitioning to Texas. And I actually moved there with no real plan. I just knew it was time for the next chapter. So I didn't go like with a job secured. I didn't go um, just having a plan really, but I just knew I was ready for something new. I love the pace of the city, um, great restaurants and a lot of opportunity. So I went and I started working for um, temp agencies. I had a degree and I just was like, I have a degree, you know, anybody will hire me. <laughs> and quickly I found out that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I just was going to different temp agencies and I found one that was a little more long term. But the reality, like you said, um, becoming transitioning into adulthood and really experiencing that and like saving my money really you know like in college it's kind of like oh I'm good you know this I can save that would be the responsible thing to do (laughs) but I don't really have to you know versus being an adult it's just like you have real bills you have to make sure you're eating you know gas those real responsibilities Mm -hmm. yeah no that makes a lot of sense oh I I love that you'd mentioned like as far as Texas being the hardest because you had to experience those growing pains. And I think that um you you kind of like you say you went there with a little bit of no plan, but it's kind of like you had the intention, like you had the why as far as what you wanted to be or what you wanted that to look like. You wanted something as you mentioned beforehand that was kind of similar to home as far as being a city and like the experiences and benefits that a city brings as far as like opportunities and just diversity of experiences. But like, as you mentioned beforehand, as far as being in the South and having that kind of warm um, Southern charm to it. And so like, I, I think it's interesting that you say that you didn't have a plan, but like you obviously had the right intentions as far as what you were thinking about for why you chose there. Cause you could have chose anywhere, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm curious, like, what's the difference between uh, Florida and Texas or Texas and Florida, rather, because what you said was for a better job. And so, like, is it that Texas gave you that experience to of what you wanted or what you were looking for in a job? Um, Or was it that, like, um, Texas didn't provide the opportunities for a job that you were looking for based upon the experiences that you had um, and knew had a clearer picture of what you wanted your career to look like? I would say Texas, no, Florida. Um, if I could, if I could have chosen in the moment, I definitely would have stayed in Florida. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, Texas moving to Florida was not my ideal scenery, but I chose to move there because the job was more money. It was consistent. It wasn't like what may happen. And it was just quick. Like, Hey, can you start tomorrow in the Texas job process? It was so long, so many interviews, you wouldn't hear back. You would hear back. I just appreciated the, the for sureness of mm. that Florida provided me. 
Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like stability is one of those things that I think that we're all essentially kind of looking for. Kind of like what you were talking about in in Mississippi, like a lot of people, they talk about, I want to build a family. I want to have this land. And like, this is going to be my life uh, because there's this sense of stability that you kind of get when you have these things, you know, where you're laying your head at, you know, who you may be seeing throughout the day. You kind of have a routine compared to like, um, not necessarily like you can't have that in a city, but like there are more, for lack of a better term, distractions that can come your way that can um, deviate you from that stability that you may be aiming for. And so I'm curious, like, that this growth experience that you've had between like Texas and Florida, I feel like they were really some transformative years for you. And like, um, I, I'm curious, like what is the biggest takeaway that you've seen or you experienced that like really resonates with you? And like, you're like, yeah, this is, this is the, this is the lesson that I'm going to keep for the rest of my life. That's a great question. I would say the biggest takeaway is bet on yourself. Like and when I was living in Texas and just applying for jobs, I just was like, well, maybe I'm I'm not the, the strongest candidate that I thought I was. I didn't have much experience. I just had the education. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Florida, I was just like, listen, I, I've been in school for all these years. They are going to count for something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. choose me. And I just laid that out and I I bet it on myself and I appreciate how Texas challenged me because a lot of students think once they graduate out of college, it's just like all of these jobs. Like, no, you still have to work hard. You still have to stand out. You still have to um, meet those qualifications, you know? So that was the reality check for me. And it humbled me, honestly, like getting rejections or not hearing anything at all. It humbled me for sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And so I I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think that betting on yourself is one of the biggest takeaways because I think that's what you're doing right now, right? Like, obviously, you're in law school in Baton Rouge, and this is something that you wanted to do. So, like, I'm curious, what was that turning point for you that you were like, hey, I'm in Florida, I'm making, making money, you know, Closer to family, because if I remember correctly, your mom lives in Florida, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, like, you know, you were closer to home or closer to family. Like, Florida's not necessarily too far from Mississippi. So, like, you could drive back and forth if that was something you wanted to do. But, like, there was still this yearn for, like, betting on yourself and taking it to that next level. So, like, what was that um, pivotal moment for you to decide that, hey, I want to go to law school? I think I was excited to move to Florida, like you said, being close to family. And that was actually one of the things that the harder thing that um, transitioning to Baton Rouge was for me, not being able to see my family as much. But what I did, um, I lost my train of thought. With Florida, I had the job and I was making the money, like you said, but I wasn't happy. And that that didn't sit well with me. And I was actually doing something that my degree correlated with. Like I was an economic um, business administration emphasis, mass communication. 
advertising emphasis and I was working for an engineering company and I was I started small like in customer service but then I went to accounting which was kind of bigger it was a more than more important uh, component of the company I had a lot of responsibilities but I just wasn't happy it just was like is this it you know <laughs> yeah I was having a lot of those moments and it just was very repetitive and I would just go to work go home and I just wasn't happy and I just always wanted to do as far as career-wise professionally something that I enjoy and made me money so that's mm -hmm. why I knew I wasn't done yet it was more for me and it was time for the next chapter once again yeah no I think that that's a beautiful thing like we all look for things that like fills our cup right like we want to have the most fulfilling lives that we possibly can and like for some people you know um that involves relationships as you mentioned beforehand like people um like find someone they're like hey like this is this is my match and like i'm fulfilled and then for other people it might be their career and like that fulfills them and makes them happy but what i'm hearing for you it's like it's both of these things right it's not only just um, being in a space where I am around family and I'm getting everything that I want or the, the independence of being on your own and living like, um, a life where you basically can make your own rules, if you will. Cause if I'm understanding correctly, you had both of those experiences. You had a life where you had your full-on independence away from family away from not necessarily friends because you were you could build friends in texas but then you had your life where you had your family you know you had could get your cup filled from that but like there was still something missing and so like i'm curious around when it comes to law school or just being an attorney or a lawyer in general like what about that fills your cup and like um what exactly is your why when it comes to um, following your passion for for the law? My favorite part about law, and I think what makes it so easy because it has definitely been a difficult journey, but what keeps me going, I love giving back. I love helping people in any way that I can. And I didn't realize before I went to law school how law, how law is intertwined in everything, literally. like medicine family work anything everything law is intertwined in that and i love the flexibility of that profession it's like i can do any field of law any sector you know and it has definitely stretched me i've learned so much i've met so many brilliant people and every day or every conference or in the classroom i'm always like wow i have those moments like i belong here i feel good about this and with difficulty for sure those moments make me feel like i'm in the right place mm, yeah no that makes a lot of sense I, I love that to hear that so like um now it's kind of like a we talked a little bit about like um how being in school and your adult life is kind of like playing into both fields right like you have the routine of being in school and like being around people that are going through the same thing as you, but you're also still adult, right? you like, you still have to pay bills, got to put a roof over your head because they usually don't give you housing whenever you're in like graduate and professional school. But like, 
um, I'm curious, what what has this chapter been looking like for you, like compared to all the other ones? This chapter has been very unique with the pandemic. I started law school in a pandemic. So um, I think with with my, my law school was transitioning with me. It was just new for all of us. So it was very um, scary because we didn't know, like, are we in person? Are we virtual? Um, how am I going to meet classmates? Like, I'm in this new city. Um, I definitely feel like this chapter community has been, has been more important than ever because, like I said, law school is very hard. But um, it's been a journey, but it's also been fun, too, because like you said, I'm an adult, so I can, you know, explore a little more. I can do more, but also maintain that schedule that I kind of learned from undergrad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what? How are you balancing with that? Like, I know just from knowing you personally, like you've always been an individual who can like, you know, balance all these things. I don't. You're the only person that I've ever known to have like two, three, five jobs, but still be able to get through school and like manage and hold it down. Like, you know, I really um, and I over exaggerate when I say five jobs, but really and truthfully, like you had a lot of responsibilities, not only just having like a job, but then also um, the different organizations that you were a member of and being active in that and still maintaining and being a student and being a successful student at that so like um i'm curious as far as with all those experiences that you've had do you find actually being an adult a little bit easier because you've had the practice of knowing how to maintain all of these different balances that you have to uphold or is it a different playing field because you know Law school is an undergrad. It's a it's a totally different beast. And like as you mentioned, being in a pandemic, like you had the sense of community because you might have like your some of your classmates and your roommates and things of that nature. But like the sense of building a community, like maybe if things were status quo, like um, it's a little bit different. And now that we are in this quote new normal. Like, how do you go about building that community um, and utilizing all the the skill sets that you've gained over the years? I've seen um, everything that I've learned or experienced over time. I've seen like the lesson in it or why it was important. And it has definitely made adulthood easier because I've already, like you said, I've worked a lot while I was in school, many jobs. So I've always had time management down, pack, uh, prioritizing. I've paid my bills for as long as I can remember. Like since I've left home in Chicago, I've taken care of myself. So for others who um, are in law school, this is their, you know, how I transitioned from Mississippi to Texas. They're kind of doing that now from undergrad to law school where I'm already kind of established. Like I know, you know, I know this is coming or I already know um, how to be kind of responsible with my money and 
prioritizing my time and knowing my limits of what I can and can't do. And that has been very important um, on this journey, just setting boundaries and things like that. So I feel that all those experiences have helped me in some way and prepared me for this moment. Yeah, no, I really like that. How you say it, like knowing limits and setting boundaries. I think that that is like very key and very hard at the same time because you know it's a it's a continuous race right like and essentially you have to know how to pace yourself and know what leg to run into the race so like i'm curious how did you how did you go about figuring out how to set those limits and what boundaries to set for yourself it was hard for me because like i said i always i love people i love i love to help people and um I'm always there for anybody, uh, any way I can be, but being that kind of person, but having such a strict demanding schedule when I first came into law school, it was very hard because before law school, I can take your call. I can spend that time, but it's like, no, these are my study hours or I'm in class. And I feel like what helped me though was just having a supportive community who understood that and they didn't take it personal that I wasn't available. And setting boundaries for myself was was hard as well because I kind of got a little routine um, working. You know, you work eight to five and after that you can do anything. But with law school, it's like, you need to study 24 hours a day, basically. Like, it's not a, a off time. Like, granted, you should set some time apart, you know, to do things that you enjoy and just take a break. But it, it was demanding. I feel like I've learned, like, through trial and error, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that what you, what you touched on there is a real key topic, too. Like, how you mentioned as far as when you have a job, right? Um you work eight to five and that's kind of pretty much it. And then like, you can just do whatever you want to do afterwards. But like what I hear you doing is a little bit more than a job. Like you're building a career and like, you know, essentially a career can be a job, but like not every job is a career in the sense of saying that, like um, that passion that you have towards it, that why that you're putting into it, that extra effort that is going to give you the long nights or the networking events or the, whatever you need to do, to get to a certain point within your career, because this is something that not only you want to do for yourself, but your contribution that you see towards society. And so um, that leads me to ask the question, because I think about, you know, we talked a little bit about filling your cup in all three aspects as far as like family, self, and now we're talking about work a little bit. When you get out of law school and you're getting that first job into your career, like, how are you going to balance all three of those things where you not only taking care of your career and the things that you need to do and not only being a high performer, but being engaged? I think that the intentionality of um, being engaged is something that's very important whenever you want to have some type of success in any kind of endeavor. And so, like, how are you going to maintain that engagement in all three facets of what makes you you? I think law school has intentionally um, prepared me for that, building that in. Like now um, I study or go to class crazy hours and I feel like work will be that way too. Like off the clock, you still have to like, you know, study cases, 
uh, go through evidence or whatever field you, you know, you may be interested in. But I feel like you'll still have that like off the clock work. But in law school, I'm learning to like, like literally me and my friends, we plan conversations like two weeks out. Like, are you free? You know, Thursday the 18th, does that work for you? Okay, what time? Like, so I'm kind of learning that now. Like, scheduling, it is so important. I feel like for relationships and for myself, but I don't want to be robotic about it. Um, But I'm, I'm still learning the balance of it all. But it's very important to me. I'm not like work, work, work and no, because family is important to me as well as my own personal time. So I feel like I do a great job um, now of just setting those times apart. Like, okay, I accomplished this, like just mapping it out. Like I'm a list type of person. If I can get these three things done, okay, I can do something for myself. Okay, a friend called me last night. Let me call her back in that time. And it's just important to do things that, like my professor always said, if you're studying and, you know, you're getting stressed out with the material, don't go calling or answering a call that will further stress you out. Like, mm-hmm. do something that, um, you know, takes you away from it. So I guess just scheduling accordingly um, is what I plan to do. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think that um what you what you mentioned as far as having that intentionality and like scheduling things i think that that's very important because it's like you want to maintain those relationships but like you have to also maintain everything else that you've built right like you can't just say eh, i'm not gonna work on work today like as you were mentioning you got to study for cases you got to be prepared so that when you're you're coming into work the preparatory time is over. This is, this is showtime. So you need to make sure that you're as fully prepared as possible. But then at the same time, um, like you also want to have that kind of point of reprieve where you can have those kind of conversations with people that relax you or make you happy or do things for yourself that might include, um, being to yourself for a little bit of time, just so that you can recuperate. So, like, I I totally agree with what your uh, professor says as far as answering a call from someone that is going to make it a little bit worse because you want to make sure you fill your cup. You don't want to fill your cup with negativity. You only have so much to give. So I I, I really appreciate you just taking out the time today and, like, um, just having some conversation with me. I really appreciate all the, the jewels that you dropped today as you mentioned beforehand, making sure that you have that kind of holistic lifestyle and filling up your cup with like family, self and work and how you sharing your journey of just living in different places has kind of highlighted those things. So like, I'm curious, what's what's next for you? Do you have um, like a particular place that you would like to live where you have all of those things in one place? Or are you still growing in like your career or growing in yourself that like there are certain experiences that you want to make sure that you have before you can quote have that stability um um in your life right now um my plan is kind of full circle because i now i'm kind of ready to go back home um 
So this summer I'll be accepting an internship in Chicago, and I'm using that summer to see how the balance will be, the the work-life balance. And if it's great, Chicago is definitely somewhere I would like to go because I miss the city at this point. Like, I love the South. I love the food, the people, but I miss the hustle and bustle. I miss um, the good food. I miss my city, and I've never been an adult in my own city. So I'm excited to experience that. I'm looking forward to it. But if it does not work out, I'm interested kind of in like the East Coast. So we shall see. Yeah, no, I think that that's very beautiful. And I hope nothing but the greatest things for you, my friend. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Of course. So I have a few questions that I usually ask on every show. So like, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go through these lightning questions and I'm going to let you get back to your day. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite relaxation or self-care activity? I love yoga. Ooh, I didn't know that. When did you start yoga? I started yoga when I moved to Texas and I just was like, I want to do something that will stop my brain racing <laughs> for a moment um that's relaxing i love the sounds of yoga i love the peace it brings and just doing it um for so long i've learned like it's a fast-paced yoga where you're like sweating and doing all these complicated um poses but i'm more on like the slow side and really just engaging my mind and body mm. no i think that that's very important um what's your best book recommendation Right now, I am reading Women Evolve by Sarah Jakes Roberts, and that's the season I am. I'm in. I'm trying to evolve. I love it. I love that a lot. <laughs> and one person you want to thank for your journey thus far? I want to thank my sister. She has been my backbone through all the ups and downs, and I know she's tired of me calling her, but I just appreciate her support. Um, her transparency and her love. Yeah, no, that's really beautiful. Well, thank you, man. I really hope that you have a great rest of your day, and I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. You too. All right. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com. <laughs>